Ladies and gents, welcome aboard 52, episode 52 on this long-running podcast series. And it's good to be back after a roller coaster of the last few months. It's good to be back recording these for you guys. Uh, and looking forward to getting my teeth into a plethora of different subjects over the next few weeks. And today is no exception because today we're going to be delving into momentum. We're going to be delving into self-transformation and all of the highs and lows that come along with it. Because chances are, if you're listening to these podcasts, you're looking to make your own transformation, or at least you're looking for something to keep your ears occupied while you're out pounding the streets. Anyways, let's get into it and kick things off with first touching on your why. Now, when it comes to building the framework of the person that you want to be, the first and most important thing we have to establish is why you want to do it. We are bottlenecked into this age of social media when we believe that we're supposed to conform to certain ideals, that being overweight is a bad thing and that being a certain size, we should all strive to be that way. And it's just simply not the case. What I do is not to drive people towards a generic cookie cutter ideal of this is what your physique should be, but instead help people find contentment, help people find that place in their life where they are happy with who they are and what they've achieved. And that isn't always, in spite of what many think, being super lean. Because happiness doesn't come from the end of the road it doesn't come from the goal per se it doesn't come from the reduced body fat level or the increased fitness it comes from the journey itself what you learn about yourself and who you became as a person and that leads us quite nicely into what today's podcast is really going to delve into and that is the transformation itself because it's certainly not easy Trying to be somebody new, trying to behave like somebody new, some you know, somebody you're aspiring to be, think like that person, act like them, it's difficult. Because you're fighting years, if not decades, of thinking a certain way, practicing certain behaviors, living your life through certain habits and routines. And so all of a sudden changing what is the very core of the way that you've gone about living your life is bloody difficult. We're all here, or at least the majority of you, I hope, are here because you want to transform in some way. And like I said, transformation isn't always from the physical perspective. A lot of what I talk about with the guys and girls that I work with is it starts off from the physical, but that then leads into the mental transformation. For you to become that person that you want to be, you have to begin thinking like them. And it's a chicken and egg situation. You have to be acting like them, thinking like them, and then the physical transformation will then open new doors to you. But it's not a linear or uncomplicated process. To become the person that you want to be, to act like them instinctively, to behave like them instinctively, to think like them, be it with your control, with your eating habits, your attitude in circumstances, your behaviors, etc. It's a relentless mission, one of which you need to start by building momentum. Because there is autonomous behaviors built into the way that you live your life. Autonomous behaviors built into your reactions to things. Autonomous behaviors built into 
the way that you go about your day. And a lot of those foundations, a lot of those things are, like I said, habitual and they are deeply ingrained. And so it's easy to think that we can change those behaviors overnight. It's easy to think that, oh, all I've got to do is start doing different things and then jobs are good and that's it. But the transformation road, regardless of your why, regardless of the reason which is driving you forwards, the very tangible, this is why I want to be that way. The road that comes after that is full of highs and many a low. It's full of multiple different circumstances that are going to incredibly test you. Because you're constantly fighting this battle between the way that you want to act, the way that you want to be, and the instinctive habits that you did previously, the way that you autonomously acted previously or were. And so there's always this pull. And the thing that needs to come with that first and foremost is reflection. Every circumstance which was an opportunity for bad habits potentially to be exercised, we need to analyze them. This isn't just a simple game of here's some calories, here's some exercise, crack on. It's very much a case of, okay, that was a circumstance. I did well in this way, could have been better in that way. And you build up this framework of experience. And through that experience, you're then able to catch yourself quicker and begin to take a breath and begin to apply the processes and the new behaviors that you want to because hacking those habits and hacking those absolutely ingrained behaviors, it's difficult. It's really difficult. Because as I said, you are changing fundamentally who you are, fundamentally who, how you think. It's, it's all you know. Those instinctive behaviors around food, around movement, etc., that's just written into almost your DNA of who you are. And so changing it is certainly not an overnight thing. It's something which you've got to work out. It's something that you've really got to grab by the scruff of the neck, driven intrinsically and irrefutably by your why, your reason for why you want to become that person. And this is why your reason has to be incredibly strong. It can't just be, well, I wouldn't mind fitting in that bikini or yeah, I wouldn't mind doing this, etc. It's got to be the absolute, I have to do this. Because if it's not, you're destined to fail. Because when you're up against these hard circumstances, you need that reason to be screaming at you from the back of your mind. This is why you're doing it. And if it's not, then it's going to be very, very easy for the same old voices to override. The same old voices to shout louder and to repeat old behaviors, the ones that didn't serve you previously. So the key to transformation first and foremost is remember your why. And then going forwards, as I said, you will live your life, you'll go through experiences, you'll go through each day, things will go well, things may not go well, you'll get some great days, you'll get some hmm days, and you'll get some fucking hell, that was awful days. And the key, the key to all of this is not stopping. Driven again by your why, the key is to build momentum. Build momentum firstly with the understanding of it ain't going to be perfect. You are going to struggle. You're going to get times when you are tested. You're going to get times when you don't react in the way that you would hope you would react or the way that you would like to react. You will analyze the circumstance and go, yeah, I'm not happy with how I behaved in that way. 
or you'll analyze something and go, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I wish I had done something different there. I wish I just stopped at this moment or just just caught myself in the moment. I would have reacted so much differently. And the key to all of that is to not beat yourself up for what you should have, could have, would have done. Instead, the key is to learn from it, to understand that it's written now, it's done. But that circumstance may arise again, most likely will arise again. And so what would you do differently for take two? Now, I'm not saying that take two is going to be perfect. I'm not saying that it's going to, you know, automatically just undo the circumstance or, you know, you're going to get it right the second time because you probably won't. But what's important is to be better the second time around and then learn from the second time and the first time and then apply it to the third time and then learn from the first, second and third time and apply it to the fourth time. It's a gradual process of which be full of relapse and occasional disappointment in yourself because you know you could have done better but the key is to not linger on that disappointment the key is to not sit there and just continuously beat yourself up and go oh, i shouldn't have done that have a moment by all means question yourself criticize yourself but then move on because transformation physically mentally etc is a journey there is no other way of putting it. It is retraining, relearning, overwriting old behaviors, old habits, old routines, and building momentum with that. And things do get easier with time as you get a few days, a few weeks in. More to the point, multiple experiences in. Momentum starts to take hold. You start to act out those new behaviors. You start to apply them to circumstances, maybe not 100% at first, maybe not completely in the way that you would like to, but things begin to shift. You could liken it to turning a large ship. It's not like a speedboat. It's not like a jet ski where it can dart around like a wasp changing direction on a dime. Instead, it's a slow barge. It's a course correction, which over several miles will begin to take effect. There was an analogy or a saying I used to know, which is if you took off from LA and you were traveling to New York, just one degree of course correction at LA would then put you in Florida instead, which in case you're not familiar with geography is, is quite away from New York, quite away south. So... And the thing to remember is that all of these small changes in the short term, all of the little things that you do will add up. Now, when it comes to hacking those habits, when it comes to building those new behaviors, there's certain things that can help you. You can change the way that you approach your day-to-day -day life by reminding yourself that you're making a change. Some people start by just changing the wallpaper on their phone, maybe changing the unlock code. Some people start by changing the cupboard in, in which the snacks are kept, changing the way that they do things, changing their routine. It's such an insignificant thing and a lot of people don't think how much of a big difference it can make. I mean, tracking your calories is a good example of that. If Even if you don't set yourself an actual tangible target of this is what I'm going to adhere to, simply by becoming more mindful of what you're doing, can make a big difference to the overall calories you're consuming and therefore your habits over the course of the day. Sometimes taking a period of self-reflection each day 
can really, really make a difference in terms of the person that you want to be and applying those new behaviors. Just analyzing each day, diarizing. I grew up in the uh, in the 90s when, I don't know, there was this, this craze of diarizing where everybody of an evening would strive to do a dear diary today i've done this etc i don't know maybe it was brought about by um clarissa explains it all (laughs) i think it was actually maybe sabrina the teenage witch same person anyways i digress the point i'm getting at is that if we don't self-analyze if we don't critique how the day has gone or how certain circumstances have gone then we're destined to just continue to repeat the old behaviors Even today, in the short space of the day so far, I've had three circumstances where I've gone, yeah, probably could have acted slightly differently in that, which isn't in line with the person that I want to be. Because I'm on a transformation journey too. My mindset, my behaviors, the way that I approach my life, the way that I think about things, the way that I act... There's a plethora of different things that I'm on this transformation journey to evolve and it's not perfect. It's a fuck up left, right and center kind of thing. But what's important is that I'm learning. What's important is that I do my best not to make the same mistake twice. I do my best to evolve as an individual, to look inwards and go, yep, could have done that differently, did better at that one. Okay, let's go again. You can liken it to takes on a movie set, I guess. You know, they're never going to get it rarely in one take. There's going to be multiple takes. And that's not always to say that every take gets better with time. Sometimes they'll look at it and go, actually, you know what I did in take two is better than what I did in take six. And maybe that's a good way of looking at circumstances instead. Instead of thinking of it as I must be better. Oh my God, I've got worse. Instead, maybe it's a better way of looking at it to think of it a little bit like a a movie being filmed. It was another take. Wasn't happy with that take. Let's do another one. Actually, you know what? Preferred the way I reacted the first time around. Because as I said, this has never been just a game of adhere to calories, adhere to movement, and job done. As I've said a million times on these podcasts, on a on-paper basis, yes, that is the science. Calories in, calories out. Thank you very much. All the best. But when it comes to applying those behaviors to day-to-day, we're still living in the same lives that created the bad behaviors. We're still living in the same existence, walking the same paths most days that created the bad behaviors, or at least we created those bad behaviors, those bad habits within. And so it's even harder to overwrite them. This is why, as you know, I said previously, when people go off to fat camp or you know, go to a farm somewhere and they do their transformation there, or at least they do their program there, it's easy to adhere to because there's none of the usual distractions. There's none of the usual habit cues. Everything is alien. But it's learning to do it in day-to-day life. It's learning to evolve yourself amongst the same routine, the same patterns, that's so difficult. But note I said difficult, not impossible. Because it's going to take resilience. It's going to take patience. It's going to take a whole lot of self-reflection for you to become the person that you want to be. Now, I know you're not there yet. But the most important thing is, at least by listening to this podcast, that tells me something about you. That tells me that you are looking 
to build upon potentially good behaviours that you've already implemented. Or perhaps you haven't started. Perhaps you're looking to start your transformation and you're looking for the momentum, you're looking for the shove, I guess, to get going. And the advice that I would give you at that point is to be kind to yourself, to understand that you're not always going to get it right. You're not perfect. You never will be. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. There's going to be a million and one different circumstances that test you. And some of the toughest ones you may deal with amazingly. And then some of the easiest ones you may absolutely crumble under. You've got to stop thinking of this as your reflection as a person. And, you know, you've got to stop thinking of when you go wrong as I'm just a fuck up. This is who I'm destined to be because that's not the case. You get to choose who you are. You get to choose how you act, the things that you do. You even get to choose the way that you think. But that isn't just as simple as it sounds. It's not as simple as just going, well, I'm going to think this way now or I'm going to behave this way now. Instead, it's far more important for you to embrace the shit. I shared with my group this week a tweet that Mercedes F1 team put up on their uh, uh, on their Twitter, and it was a picture of two Formula One side pods. More to the point, two damaged Formula One side pods, and they've got these two damaged side pods up in their foyer of their factory. And whereas you would expect, you know, in a foyer of a world championship, multiple world championship winning team, they would have trophies and they would have all of their accolades. Look at what we've achieved. Look at what we've done. Amongst those trophies, amongst their achievements, there's these two side pods. Now, if you're an F1 fan, you probably know where I'm going with this already, but I'm going to take it that you're not. And I'm going to take it that you'd have no idea what I'm going on about. And these two side pods, one of them is from the Formula One car of Lewis Hamilton. And the other damaged side pod is from the Formula One car of Nico Rosberg. And this is from the 2016 Spanish Grand Prix. Now, the golden rule in Formula One is, firstly, you've got all the teams and every team has two drivers, two cars. And there's two championships going on. There's the driver's championship, which is the highly publicized one you know the driver that gets the most points at the end of the year wins the world championship but there's also the constructors championship for the you know the teams mercedes the ferraris red bulls mclarens etc and the constructors championship still made up of points that the drivers achieve but it's contributed to by each driver so both drivers contribute to the constructors uh, championship now although the kudos And the championship that we all know about is the driver's one. The one which holds all of the money is the constructor's championship. Not just from a sponsorship perspective, i.e. the more you're winning, the more sponsors want to be on your car because the more your car is televised and the more your winning is associated with their product. But also, the higher up you finish in the championship, the more money, prize money, you are given. In multiple millions, by the way. makes a big, big difference every place further up in the championship you are. And so, applying these two rules of, one, don't take out your teammate. Because obviously, 
if you crash into each other, that is a PR nightmare for a Formula One team, but also it is a hugely financial cost, not just in the repairing of the cars, but the fact that it's very possible that either both drivers won't finish or won't finish in the points or high up the points and therefore won't accrue many points and then obviously down the line not finish as high in the constructors championship not to mention sponsors getting pissed off because they're not seeing their sponsorship logo going around the track because it's parked up at the side having been smashed to bits anyways hopefully i've given you enough of a backstory in terms of this and so going back these two broken side pods are up in mercedes foyer and the reason they're up is in 2016, the beginning of the 2016 Spanish Grand Prix, Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton, teammates in the same team, were started the race and they were heading down to turn three, turn four. No idea, but it doesn't matter. And they collided, smashed into each other, took each other out of the race completely. Both cars, DNF, did not finish. No points, no happy sponsors with their cars going around the track basically a team's disaster especially given the fact that both drivers had started uh, quite high up on the grid because they qualified well so yeah absolutely catastrophic in formula one terms no money no points yeah not a good thing but the reason mercedes have this up in their foyer and i'll quote the tweet is because disappointment teaches us our greatest lessons. And they said, go on to say, to remind us of that, we kept a couple of souvenirs. If you go onto Mercedes AMG's um, Twitter page, you'll see this tweet. And it says, on this day in 2016, our Spanish Grand Prix didn't quite go to plan. And I screenshotted it because I loved it. Because there you have a multiple eight consecutive formula uh so eight or seven seven i think consecutive for uh formula one world championship titles multiple race wins billions of pounds one of the most highly regarded teams in formula one history in fact the most successful team i think in formula one history but i could be wrong however there they are the moment anybody walks into their factory amongst all of their trophies, accolades, etc., there are these two side pods to remind them. And like I said, I loved it because I feel it's a great way of growing as not just a team, but as an individual. Applying that to yours and I's individual circumstance and our individual lives. It's important that we are reminded of the times when things didn't go well. We can't go through life with our rose-tinted spectacles on and just focus on only when things were good and just focusing on only when things went right because we won't learn much from that. As you guys will know from this podcast and all 51 episodes that followed or that preceded this one, this has been all about me learning from my fuck-ups. Learning from each and every circumstance that I go through learning more about myself as a person, learning about when things didn't go to plan and why they didn't go to plan. Because that's the thing, it's very easy to beat yourself up. It would have been very easy for Mercedes just to beat themselves up, have a go at their drivers and then move on. But instead, they remind themselves daily of when they didn't 
do things well. Not to beat themselves up, not to demoralize themselves, not to make themselves feel guilty or to twist the knife, but instead to ground themselves. To make sure that they don't let the successes get to their head. They don't rest on their laurels. They don't allow themselves to run away with that success and therefore completely lose sight of the struggles they've gone through. But to remind themselves that things can go wrong and will go wrong. And it's important that we learn and we evolve to ensure that they don't go wrong again. And they will in different ways, obviously. Mercedes have made countless errors in their Grand Prix that have cost them points, money, etc. since then. But because they've continuously learned and evolved themselves, they've continued to win championships. Not flawlessly. They've not won every race in a season. They've not achieved every accolade they possibly could have done or every point they could have done. But they've improved and they've looked and they've analyzed and they've remembered when things didn't go well and they've learned from them so my and i guess mercedes advice to you as an individual is don't run away when things go wrong expect that things will go wrong from time to time but every single time it does you've got another opportunity to evolve yourself as a person You've got another opportunity to learn something new. And there will always be something new. Never think you're ever going to get to a moment where you know everything. When you are safe, if you will, from mistakes. Because you're going to keep making them until the day that you're pushing up daisies. But don't make the same mistake twice. So folks, there we go. Episode 52. I hope whether you've been out walking, you're in the car, you're mooching around the house. I know, maybe you're doing the housework, maybe doing some DIY, maybe you're cutting the grass. Who knows? Who knows where you guys listen to these podcasts? And if you want to let me know, please do. At Chris Moyes on Instagram. I'm always curious to know the circumstance in which people are listening to these things. But I appreciate the fact that you are. I appreciate all of you. And something I didn't mention, to be fair, uh, is I recently got an email through from my podcast uploading provider. Um, to say that we have reached or surpassed 5,000 downloads. And that's awesome. That means that near as makes no difference, we're surpassing about 100 downloads per episode on average, which is just great. But, you know, rather than just averaging things out, 5,000 downloads in itself is epic. Guys, I cannot tell you what that means. I appreciate the fact that you guys seem to get so much from these podcasts. I appreciate you guys giving up your time, giving up your ears or lending me your ears to listen to the ramblings and the shit that I have to say. I don't always get it right. I don't always, you know, hit the nail on the head. Sometimes you might listen to a podcast and go, yeah, I didn't get much from that. And sometimes you may, like I said, listen to these latest podcasts and go back to, you know, the podcast right at the beginning and go, hang on a second, this is a bit of a contradiction there. But I'm growing and evolving as a person too. With every circumstance I face, with every decision I make, with everything that I do, every client I coach, every day that goes by, I'm evolving as a person. And I hope you guys are too. And never be afraid to adapt, to evolve, to embrace every circumstance that you go through the good the bad the ugly and particularly embrace every reaction to every circumstance you go through as i said be self-critical analyze reflect 
and then take the lessons that you need to take and then move on from it. Because dwelling on it ain't gonna help you. Once you've learned the lessons, once you've understood what went wrong and what you could have done differently, move on, evolve. Because folks, you have gotta accept the things you can't change. But you've got to have the courage to change the things that you can. Otherwise, you will forever repeat the same behaviors, the same mistakes. And repeating mistakes, that's not a mistake. That's a choice. So, folks, I bid you a very farewell, and I will see you on episode 53. And if you enjoyed this episode, as I said, reach out, let me know. It's good for the ego. See you on the next one. Toodles.